All right, good morning, my friend. Preacher John here in Trinidad, Colorado. Just lifted my banner a moment ago, and it's one to say hello from Trinidad. This is Wednesday. This is day four. Preached on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and now here's Wednesday. Got one more day tomorrow. And uh, I tell you, it's just been uh, kind of a trying time, but at the same time, an exhilarating both time, both things all at once. Anyways, I'll talk more about it in the sermon, but uh, this is, uh, I'm at the same place I always am, but you can see over my shoulder there. This is the roundabout. God bless you, man. <laughs> uh, exhilarating and trying at the same time. <laughs> but anyways, it's going to be cloudy, and uh, God bless you, man. So, uh, yes, anyways, I'll talk more. I just wanted to say hello. Sorry, it's crazy day so far. I've been going like crazy since about 5 this morning. Anyways, here's some. 11 o'clock, 10, 30, 11, whatever it is. So uh, let me put this down and do the scripture short, and then I'll put all that away, and then I'll do the street sermon, okay? And uh, we'll talk to you then. Love you. Bye. y'all doing? Let me move my band. I'm going to pick it up in just a second. just wanted to say good morning, and uh, it's a great day in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray real quick, and I'm going to lift my banner. Lord, I thank you that we can come out to the street, uh, wherever we are, wherever you put us, and uh, no matter what the trials are, what the tribulations are, there is always victory because we are in you, dear Lord Jesus, and you have already won. The battle is already won, and uh, we don't fight the battle on our own anyways. Uh, you fight it for us. Uh, we just have to be willing and uh, obedient uh, servants, vessels for you to fill by your spirit. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving us the power to come out to the street, to come out to minister, to come out to preach, to pray, to do whatever it is that God wants us to do. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving us that power. We give it all back to you, Father. We glorify you in our Savior's name, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. Let me put this down. I need to lift this because the camera will go off in the high heat. And uh, anyways, so uh, let me do a couple things here. Hang on. Let me do a couple things. Let me do this first. Let me take these off. Put those right there. I got a little, <laughs> a little workbench right there. <laughs> so uh, let me do a little commercial here. This is a true study book. Uh, you can find this book on our uh, printer's website, the book patch, the book patch. I'm using the book patch because they didn't tell me how they were, I wanted, they wanted me to put this together. Uh, I went to several other printers and they uh, said, well, we want it this way, or you can't do that, you can't, I mean, uh, three, four, 
I think four, maybe five uh, different ones. Um, one immediately to do it the way they wanted to do it. Uh, I, I could even, and those others, I could even charge no, no profit. They almost forced me to charge a profit because their cut was so huge. And I said, that's it, I, I'm going to still go with a book patch even though the, the uh, architecture is kind of, uh, the technical, technical tech, the architecture of the electronics is kind of old school, but the company's been around for a very long time and they do a good job and they do a reasonable, inexpensive job. And so that's why I chose the book patch. Uh, a lot of people use them. They're a print on demand. Uh, it's, it's, you know, you write your book and then you put it up there. It's really a great way to write, be a published uh, author, uh, you know, and you can, anyways, just want to talk about that for a second. Anyways, you can go to the, the book patch, P-A-T-C-H dot com and forget the picture. It's a horrible picture. And uh, God bless you, man. Uh, but on the menu, the top of the website, off the right hand side, uh, you'll see the link that says bookstore. You go to the bookstore and you can type in GEC True Study and you can see it there. Uh, book one and book two are there. And uh, here within uh, a week or two, uh, three will be done. And uh, well, I'm working on four right now also. So uh, anyways, that's where you want to get it. And the price that you see there when you go there, $9.27. It's a 78 page, eight and a half by 11, glossy uh, binder with spiral bound. This got soaking wet yesterday. I had a rainstorm just soak everything. I mean, it flooded everything. I was hiding under that blue spruce over there trying to stay dry, but everything else got soaked. It just was so beat up. I, the, it's like a hurricane hit Southern Colorado. It was amazing. Uh, it wasn't, wasn't in the forecast at all, and uh, it just was uh, very hard, <laughs> very, very hard. Finally, I gave up at about uh, 4.30 or so and went home. I just couldn't take it any longer. But uh, anyways, that's life on the street. So uh, the 927 covers the printing cost only, and I'm given the profit margin that it could, I mean, I could charge maybe $18 in some sense. In other words, charge a, you know, double the price of the printing cost, have that $9 as, a, as part of our ministry, because it doesn't go to me personally. I don't need the money. I'm building the church. I'm building Gospel Evangelist Church. And as you, if you're a pastor or a minister, you know, building a church is not free. I know a lot of people think it's free, that it just all of a sudden, magically, poof, it happens. But uh, <laughs> it uh, takes money takes time, takes people, takes effort, takes all kinds of things. Takes a lot of intercession, a lot of prayer, a lot of preaching, a lot of everything. But one of the lots of everything is money. And I don't know what it is about money that people just hoard their money so much. I mean, they'll, get, they'll freely give their prayer away. They'll freely come and talk and visit with you. They'll freely do just about anything else in the world except one single thing. And that's the thing they spend a third of their life dedicating to. And their whole life is around that one thing, is making money. They go to school to make money, they work to make money, and it's all about money, the God of this world, mammon. And it just really frustrates me because of that situation. So I'm giving it away. I want to be an example. I don't want to charge the full price and says, good, I got this money, now I'm going to spend it on the, the church and all. I'm trusting God. Uh, like we all should do. I'm trusting God that God provides for our church. And guess what? He does. He does. We're not suffering financially. He provides because we are givers in our church. Uh, I know 
However, however, let me take that back. However, I know that in any body of believers, there's a big chunk who don't give at all. They just come, they take your service, they take your time, they take your prayers, they take everything, they take your teaching, but they don't reciprocate that giving. But that's okay, because we're not really giving totally and completely to people, we give to God. And how God, God deals with people's hearts. You know, God deals with people's hearts, we don't deal with people's hearts. I'm just bringing it to light right now. And I'm not talking about any one person or any group like that. I'm not, I'm just generically speaking, okay, across the, around the world as the body of Christ. So we lead by example. And uh, so that's what we're doing. We're giving the profit away and that profit helps you, helps you uh, per, pay for the handling costs and the shipping charges, right? Whatever they are. Whatever they are, people are used to me now <laughs> out here. It's really sad for me to leave because I'm going to be the only one. There will be nobody here all year long. I've already talked to a few people. No, there's never anybody who holds the gospel sign. There's nobody who preaches on the street in Trinidad. You're the only one that I know of, and I've lived here all my life. I mean, that's sad. I think it's sad. But that's life in the modern era of Christianity. So, uh, and we're gonna do one more thing of giving. We're not gonna stop there in our giving. Uh, we're gonna give away 65 classes on this book. Now understand that some of the classes, like right now, I didn't do the class because I'm down here in Trinidad. And at the moment, our church doesn't have somebody who can take over the classes. We have somebody who's taken over our Wednesday service tonight. God bless you, Brent. He's, he's heading up to our church service tonight because I'm down here. But Brent's up in Boulder, so he's gonna head up the church tonight. So there'll be lots of people coming because everyone loves Brent. Praise God for that. I love that, I love that, I love that. They hate me, <laughs> they don't really hate me, but they can barely stand me because I'm kind of in people's face all the time. A <laughs> street preacher. But they love Brent, and I'm so, I cannot put into words my gratefulness, my thanksgiving to God for God bringing Brother Brent into our ministry. He's, he's a, a gift from God along with Damien and many others. So, I'm, I, 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 we're gonna give some more away. So you buy book one, you buy book one. This is a long commercial, I realize that, but it's part of the ministry. You buy book one, send me a picture, click, you know, I got the, got the book, John, click. You know, you don't need to put your face in it. I mean, because a lot of people don't like that. I don't, you know, I just need to see a photograph of the book, I think and you know, permission that I can use the photograph because I'm thinking about putting something together with lots of people holding the book. I think that would be kind of, because you know, a lot of people don't want to do some, but not everybody's doing it kind of thing. Now that's just life. You know, people congregate. You know, that's called a congregation. They congregate around some, and if only one person or two people are using it, I think, oh, there must be something wrong with that. So, as, 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 so in the beginning, we have pioneers. We have pilgrims, pioneers. And they plow the way, you know, because they, they have faith. Like Brent has faith to build a Gospel Evangelist Church while he's doing everything else in his life, which is like incredible. And so we have a lot of people come knowing there's not a lot of people yet. But when we do have a lot of people, people will come. God bless you. God bless you. Preach a sermon on YouTube. Hey! <laughs> God bless you, sister.
lady in a black car, rolls her window down, turns up the gospel music, and I said, I'm just preaching the gospel. So I'm listening to the gospel music. <laughs> oh, praise God. I, I, I love what I do. I hope you see that I love what I do. I might come across hard and tired and kind of scattered and don't cover a lot of subject properly. I'm not a teacher. I'm just a street evangelist. I'm out in the public world, um, that kind of thing. Anyways, getting back to this book here. So you do that. You uh, get on our Sunday prayer letter because the Sunday prayer letter, the email, that um, email uh, sends you the letter that we send out every Sunday morning. And that's what we preach from all week long. And it kind of keeps you together. Uh, I try to put you know current information in there if possible. I don't ask for money. There's no donation link in the letter. I don't beg for money. I don't tell you what we need. I don't do any of that. I just keep you up to date what's going on. I let God tell you what to do. I, want, I point everybody back to God. Isn't that a novel idea, right? Not to me, but to God. Not to our church, but to God, right? Not to our organization, but to God, right? <laughs> Listening to my gospel music. <laughs> There's an orange pickup that's pulled in over there. I've seen them twice now. So they're drug addicts, and uh, they are two ladies who drive around town all day long. And uh, it took me all day Monday, and I think finally on Tuesday, they started interacting with me. And this morning, I waved to them, and they were all smiles and uh, just with me. And uh, that's how I build relationships. It took me, but main friendly, not mocking them, not telling them we're going to hell, because they already know that. I mean, it, people that don't have Jesus, down in their gut, down, way down, buried down in their spirit, they know that if they don't do something with their life, they're going to hell, right? That's why we have the phrase, go to hell. We, that's common, right? That's what they say out here, you know? And uh, so, but, I approach it from a different angle. I want to kind of befriend them. And so that's what I've been doing with these people here. These two ladies in that orange pickup drives around all day long. <laughs> Pretty cool. Anyways, uh, get on the email. So buy the book, picture, get on the email list, and then uh, go to some of the classes. Kind of see what we're doing in the class. You don't have to attend them all, but you know, attend a half a dozen classes, let's say. So you kind of know what's going on. So you'll know that it's available. And I'm gonna do this for a whole year, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. live stream, like I'll be doing a live stream on Friday when I get back to Boulder, uh, Thursday night, Friday morning, Thursday night. And then uh, I'll get up early after being worn out, beat up. I almost didn't wake up this morning. Anyways, and then I'll, what, we're, what our ministry will do for you is we will buy you, for you personally, that did all that, uh, book number two, book number two. God bless you, sir. <laughs> we'll do book number two. Let me turn this around. We'll do book number two. Okay? So there's eight books. And if you keep doing that, we'll buy you buy the next, like you buy, let's see, we one, you buy one, and then you buy three, you know, we'll buy four, kind of things like that. I mean, that's what we're committed to. We're trusting God that God will provide the funding, because that can cost a lot of money on our part. But uh, we trust God. And uh, if we go broke, well, we must have made a mistake. Right now, we're now nowhere near broke. And uh, so we just trust God. We started, well, we didn't start broke either. I mean, God has just blessed us. So uh, uh, anyways, uh, amen? So end of commercial. All right. Let me do this here.
Hallelujah. Let's pray again. Lord, I thank you that we can come out to the street again. We can lift a banner. We can hide in the shade of the banner. We can hide in the shade of the truth. Lord, you are our truth, and we hide in your shade sometimes. And sometimes we do get out in the sun, and that sun beats us down pretty much, but we can come into the shade, and we can rest for a little bit before going back out to the battle. And I thank you, Lord, that the battle's not ours. Uh, you're the victor, and we are in you, Lord. We are in you. Even now, Lord, I need to be in you. In your name, Jesus, we humbly, humbly, humbly submit our lives to you. In your holy name, Jesus. Amen and amen. So I'm Holy Ghost filled, so you heard me pray in tongues. Sorry about that. A lot of people hate that. Oh my God. <laughs> he's a babbler. He's a babbler. He's a babbler. Oh, he's a false preacher. He's a false teacher. He's a babbler. That's, you know, people are so ridiculous. That's all right. Live your own truth. So before I get into the message, uh, which is called uh, the will of the Lord, I think that's what the message is for today. Yeah, the will of the Lord be done. The will of the Lord be done. That's our message today. The will of the Lord be done. And uh, so we're in the Sunday prayer letter. Remember I talked about the Sunday prayer letter? Every letter has a title to it. The title goes into the book. And the title is, uh, hang on a second. I'm outside. i got to fix things. Church pastors have no clue what it's like to be on the street. They haven't, I, unless they come out to the street or they came from the street. But I don't, you know, I don't know. Anyways, uh, we're in the letter that's titled, uh, And Finding Disciples. And we're in Acts 21. We're going all the way through to 28, Acts 28. Uh, one chapter per week. We started on Pentecost, day, that, that Sunday, Pentecost, in Acts chapter 1. And we've been going through Acts all the way through until we're done with Acts. And then we're going to go into another teaching about the Holy Ghost. And then we're going to teach on that for a while. And then we're going to teach on, uh, we're, talking to, we're going to teach on the Holy Ghost, all about the Spirit of God. So we have a full, complete counsel understanding of who the Spirit of God is. And then we're going to go into fire and how God uses fire. It's going to be really amazing. He's not going to use water. He's going to use fire next time. So we're going to talk and teach on fire all next year. It's going to be absolutely fantastic going to be a wonder. In fact, the banner that I'm going to be flying is going to be called Fire. This banner here is called God bless you. Can't see it, but God bless you. Last year's banner was uh, I, don't, I can't remember all the titles, but I've had a title I've had a banner every year since 2019. New, new banner. I fly the same banner all year long. This banner is getting pretty beat up. It gets taped up. It gets ripped up. I mean, i got to hem it. I've got to do all because it just I mean, I put over a thousand hours in all kinds of weather. Uh, it, this thing got soaked and beat up yesterday. It scratched up pretty bad, but uh, I was able to dry it out a little bit. So uh, this is Wednesday in our Sunday prayer letter, and it's Acts 21, 12 through 14. All right, and 14 holds our seed title that we're going to sow, and it's called The Will of the Lord Be Done. The Will of the Lord Be Done. So let's go back up to... Uh, I'm going to go up to, hang on, I'm going to go up to verse 10. I'm going to go up to verse 10, actually, and come on down to, into this bottom portion here. All right. <clears throat> verse 10. And as we tarried there many days, there came down from Judea a certain prophet named Agabus. A prophet, right? A prophet of God. Agabus, that's his name, right? <clears throat> and when he was come unto us, he took Paul's girdle, 
and bound his own hands and feet and said, Thus saith the Holy Ghost. Thus saith the Holy Ghost. We'll be talking about this verse later on. So shall the Jews at Jerusalem. This is the Holy Ghost speaking through the prophet Agabus. Thus saith the Holy Ghost. So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that oweth this girdle and shall deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Now, let me stop right there. I'll talk as I go through here. So understand that this is not news to Paul. In the New Testament, prophets don't tell something brand new that no one's ever heard. In the New Testament, because of the veil that's ripped from top to bottom, and we go through the flesh of the blood of Jesus Christ, we enter in the Holy of Holies, and we get the word from God himself as Christians. We don't need to go through a prophet, as in the Old Testament, to get the word of the Lord. We go through the, through the Lord, through Jesus Christ. So Paul already knew this. Paul was already very aware of, we list, you see the other verses previously, and he was talking about uh, how the Holy Ghost kept telling this over and over and over, uh, how he was going to be persecuted, you know, all kinds of problems, bound there in Jerusalem. He already knew that. So what Agabus said was news to everybody else, but it was not news to Paul. Get that. So when a prophet comes to you and says, thus saith the Lord, and tells you something that you've never heard before, that's a lie. You gotta denounce that and tell them the truth. You gotta pull up some scriptures here and talk about them because they are leading people into captivity. They think they're doing the truth. They think they're walking truth. They give you some prophetic message from God, they said. That's all a lie. Because unless, unless, unless the Lord has already told you that. You know, unless the Lord has already told you that. And then that's a correct prophecy, right? Correct word from the Lord. By the Holy Ghost, right? Why did the Holy, why the Holy Ghost? <laughs> there they are right there. <laughs> By mid-afternoon, they'll be so stoned they can barely drive that thing. I'm surprised they're even driving around. Remember, drugs, or marijuana, let's say, is uh, legal in the state of Colorado. It's a state law, it's legal. So there's a lot of marijuana houses here in the city of Trinidad, and thus there are a lot of drug addicts in Trinidad because they say, oh, marijuana is good for you. It's not going to hurt you. Yeah, right. Every city that has marijuana shops or have drugs everywhere, and there are drug addicts everywhere, and there are homelesses everywhere, and they're all strung out on drugs. But oh, yeah, marijuana is just fine. It's now no big deal. Yeah, right. And uh, the gentleman I talked to yesterday said there's a, there's a river that runs underneath this bridge right here, and Every week they find one to three people dead, dead from fentanyl overdose. Marijuana is fine. Oh, it's just a good drug. I'm going to get high. Jesus doesn't mind. It's just a herb. I've heard it all by Christians who get stoned every day. I want to talk about something real quick before going further here. And that is the modern day Christian. I spent about an hour uh, on somebody's website looking around. The Lord led me to a website, actually led me to their channel. Uh, they weren't street preaching, <laughs> it's just somebody talking. And uh, they were teaching out of the Bible, not this Bible, but another Bible. And uh, isn't that amazing? Another Bible. Not this Bible, but another Bible. It's called Another Gospel. <laughs> You'll find out down the road. And anyways, uh, so I went to the website, their church website, their actual church, okay? so I. When I go to a new church, the first thing I do is I look at the statement of faith and I just see what they believe. I find trying to find out what's going on. 
and I heard the Lord, because I was praying about it, like, this is, this is good, because the very first page talked about salvation. Wow, a church that immediately talks about salvation. Wow, I thought that was pretty good. But then the Lord said, just keep digging. I said, okay. That's what he said, just keep digging. I said, all right. And I kept digging. I was sitting in bed. I woke up about five this morning, couldn't go back to sleep. So I, I was working in the ministry, sort of like doing my due diligence and looking around, kind of keeping up on what's going on in the body of Christ. And uh, I kept digging. And I found finally, it was hidden in some deep menu, the statement of faith. And uh, so anyways, I went through all that. And I heard after I went through it all, I heard the Lord say, you see, that's what we call, uh, I, I don't know the exact words, but something like, uh, I heard the words modern day Christian. I heard myself say the modern day Christian. That's the modern day Christian, the modern day Christian. And uh, you okay? God bless you, sir. Good, sir. God bless you. Thank you, man. Thank you. The modern-day Christian. So I went to uh, the, the person I was listening to on YouTube. Then I went to their site and uh, their YouTube channel and all their different things, looking around for probably an hour, hour and a half. I mean, it might sound like a waste of time, but I got a lot of information because it validates what the Holy Ghost has already been telling me. But I didn't put a word to it. I sort of put a word to it, a title to it. And right now I'm going to title it uh, the, the Modern Day Christian. The mo not the Modern Day Church, the Modern Day Christian. And uh, so the Modern Day Christian has some attributes that I think is pretty interesting. And uh, one of them is, uh, is they believe in three gods. Not one god, three gods. And they detail all that out. There's nowhere in the Bible that says that, but they give you a bunch of Bible verses. Number two, they believe that uh, the Bible is infallible, no, no errors at all in the original languages, in the original language. You know, that's also a false statement. And, uh, and then uh, they also believe that uh, uh, women can preach and teach and pastor a church and do everything Paul said don't do. And uh, that's how they do it, right? Anyways, those are just three small, quick attributes of the modern-day Christian, right? And they think it's just fine. There's a lot of others, a lot of others. God bless you, man. <laughs> have a good day. You think of the two words to say for you to have eternal life with them and you with them? All right. Eternal life. Jesus Christ. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I ministered to him about an hour ago. He wasn't talking about Jesus until I started talking to Jesus about it. He read my gospel track, every page, every word, every page, every word, spent quite a bit of time studying the, the scripture. Really amazing. Anyways, you know, just touching people for heaven. That's all I'm doing is touching people for heaven, allowing God to do his work. All right, so the modern day Christian. Great, let's, let's end that and let's go back into the Bible here. And uh, thus saith the Holy Ghost, so shall the Jews and Jerusalem bind the man that owneth this girdle and shall deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Okay, we read that. Verse 12, and when we heard these things, and when we, not Paul, Paul heard it too, but remember, there was a great company that followed Paul and he was with quite a few people here in the house of Philip and his daughters who prophesied, things like that, and other people, all the disciples, right? And, uh, and when we heard these things, so, now they heard a message from a prophet, right? And, it's, and a prophet who is correct and ordained by God. 
right? We know he's ordained by God. How do we know he's ordained by God? Because he spoke the correct word. He didn't add to it. He didn't take away from it. He spoke it exactly how Paul already knew it. So we know he's a prophet of God. He's not a false prophet of God. He's a true prophet of God, I guess you could say. I don't know. However you want to say that. God bless you. Yeah, Christian with Star Trek on the side of his truck. Amazing, right? <clears throat> All right. Uh, and we heard these things, both we and they of that place. So we, the company that around Paul and, and the disciples in that place did this. Uh, and we and they of that place besought him, besought Paul. My mustache okay? <laughs> I've been having breakfast. I, had, I did my true study book over there in the coffee shop again. That was really wonderful. Really enjoy that. Sitting in the sun with my coffee and just uh, working through the Bible and working through the app and working through the true study book. I mean, it's just a great way to start our day off. It was wonderful. I was going to leave it at home. Lord said, don't leave that at home. <laughs> yes, sir. I went back into the bedroom to get it. I was going to leave it at home. I didn't, you know, I'm not going to use it out here. So no, bring that. It's okay. Because it's soaking wet. It's all curled up and it's just, it's like falling apart. Because I take it to the street. That's my, the one I work out of. God bless you. <laughs> I tell you, what we are doing with this banner is more than the eyes can see. A lot of people think that, oh, what is John doing? I mean, he just lifts a banner, he talks to a camera, and then uh, uh, he doesn't really preach out loud. I can hear him praying out loud, and I can hear him. I can hear him saying a lot of things, but what is he really doing? I don't see it. Nobody's around him, you know? What's going on? See, a lot of people live by sight, and many people are of the modern-day Christian. They, don't, they can't see. All right? When we heard these things, both we and they of that place besought him, besought Paul, not to go up to Jerusalem. That's what people tell me. Are you sure God called you to build gospel evangelists? I've been hearing that for 30 years. Did God really call you to be a preacher and a minister? Did God, I mean, on and on and on and on and on. And if you're not solid in your calling, that's why in our true study, we have a, a part that you pray for your calling. You pray for your calling. It's still kind of breezy and kind of cold. Sorry, <clears throat> put myself together here. You pray for your calling. You gotta get that calling solid and secure in your life because the modern day Christian doesn't just listen to God. They, they really don't, actually. They listen to people who have a devil. God bless you. They have it. Anyway, I don't wanna go there anymore. Sorry. That's kind of a hot topic with me because it bugs me because a lot of those modern day Christians are pastors in churches and it's bugging me to no end. Because I see the result of their preaching in those churches. I see the result out here. And it just infuriates me. But that's what they're taught in their seminary school. Because the, the seminaries, most seminaries now, are corrupt. Most, a lot of Bible colleges are corrupt. That's the, the teachers that come out of that. And the pastors who come out of that. And all the ministers who come out of the corrupt teachings are corrupt. You know? <laughs> God bless you, sir. <laughs> Thank you, sir. God bless you, too. 
gentleman I prayed with yesterday. He works in the ministry. He's not a pastor. I thought he was a pastor. But, uh, he's spirit-filled. Works in the Pentecostal church up the road here. <clears throat> works out here on the street. Doesn't hold a banner, but he, hold, he t works with the, the poor and the homeless. All right? Wow. Hope this... We're doing okay? You still there? <laughs> I wish I could see you. I wish I had a bunch of chairs sitting out here so I can just talk and just lay hands on everybody. I'd love to do that. But what I do when I get around people is I prophesy. Just the word, the prophetic gifts come on me when I minister. I, can, I, just, I just prophesy to people. It's just amazing. I lay hands on them. I just I touch them. I, I, do, I just give everything God has for them because I see God. I mean, I don't see Him physically, but... It's, you know, in the spirit, I guess you could say. I mean, my prayers before, before the Lord one day says, Lord, I want to be like Stephen, where I look up and I see heaven opened and I see the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God, the Father. I mean, I see that coming. That's a prayer of mine. Will it be answered? I don't know. But I have faith to believe it. I have faith to receive it. I have no problem with it. No problem whatsoever. I have no doubt at all in that prayer. That might be kind of an outlandish prayer for many people. <clears throat> Especially if you're all earringed up and tattooed up and haircut like the world and dressed like the world and you're saying one thing with your mouth and living another way and oh man, I love Jesus. Give me another toke. Let me have another beer. Let me have that Playboy magazine. Yeah. I love Jesus. Living in sin. That prayer is ridiculous to them. The modern day Christian. I love that term, modern day. I don't, I, that's probably a pretty common word. <laughs> All right. I'm fighting the wind here. I, I lost my rubber bands. And normally I put rubber bands on the pages so when I'm in the wind, I don't have them today. All right. Uh, both we, and when we heard these things, both we and they of that place besought him not to go up to Jerusalem. Now the Holy Ghost told him to go to Jerusalem. And now here's the believers of Jesus Christ telling a prophet, a minister, an apostle, oh, don't go there, don't go there, don't go there. See, they're all about the flesh. They're all about their world. They're all about modernism. They're all about their flesh. They're all about the world. They're all about the flesh. They should have said, let's pray and seek the Lord. But no, they didn't do that. They said, oh, uh, Paul, you know, I mean, we, don't go up there. Don't go up there, Jerusalem. Oh, man, don't go up there. Uh, oh, 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 you, can't, oh you, you don't know what you're doing. You're doing it wrong. We love you. We want you to keep preaching here. Don't do that. Don't do that. Do this. Do this. Do this. I get that out here all the time. People telling me that I'm not doing it right. You ought to go down to the soup kitchen. You ought to go down to the homeless shelter, the rescue mission. You know, don't get out here. Don't preach the gospel out here. You're doing it all wrong. That's what people tell me. Even this banner, even down here, I was struggling yesterday. I almost couldn't get out of bed. I was just so sore. Yesterday was hard, physically on me. And uh, I tell you, I was, I just said, Lord, I, man, if I could stay home, I would stay home today. I was so, so physically, not spiritually, but physically beat up. Tired, 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 tired. Traveling and being in different places and sleeping in somebody else's bed. I mean, not sleeping in my bed, but I mean, it's a, it's an Airbnb I'm at, but it's the same place I stay at. The Lord put me at four years ago, so I'm always going to Tom's house. 
and that's uh, cheap. That's the cheapest place in town. Everything else is three or four times as much. I try to watch God's dollars. I don't stay at the most expensive place. I use that for the poor and everything else. I save God's money. I'm a good steward. I'm very frugal with God's money. That's why we have a lot. That's why we have abundance. One of the reasons, plus the giving. I've already bought breakfast for people. I bought coffee for people. I mean, it's just amazing. Anyways, I don't go all that. I just I go all over the place because I see a lot of things going on. And uh, anyway, so let's get back to this. And we and they of them besought him not to go up to Jerusalem. Right? We get that in today's world. Thirteen. Then Paul answered, <laughs> "Shut up! I know what I'm doing." <laughs> he didn't say that, but sort of almost like that. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Uh, what mean ye, all of you, to weep and to break my heart? Yeah, because they were ministering, they were talking to his flesh, his physical heart, not his spiritual heart, his physical. He loved people. At this point, Paul was not murdering people, believe me. He was loving them. He was, he was talking about, I die daily. I, he even got to a point where some, I don't know where worse it is, but he said, I went to heaven. Don't know if it's in the body or in the spirit or what happened, but the Lord said, you can come home now if you want, or you can stay, something like that. And he said, I would love to go home, but I'm going to stay here and continue on because I can win one more soul for you, Lord. Is it okay? So, I mean, you think about that for a minute. Paul chose to stay here in utter persecution, knowing that one day he himself would die for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Do you think I'm so ignorant to think that I myself may not die for the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not stupid. Believe me. I know what I'm doing. I know the danger I'm in. I'm not ignorant. Very aware. Very, very aware. Very aware. More aware than you realize. It's more blessed to give your life away than to hang on to it with dear life. Oh, don't let me die. Don't let me die. Hold on me. Protect me, Lord. Protect me, Lord. Better to give your life away than to receive your life. I tell you, you live for the flesh, you're going to die in the flesh. I ain't kidding you. These modern-day Christians that are loving the flesh, catering to the flesh, pampering the flesh, catering, I mean, just flesh, flesh, flesh with a bunch of spiritual terminology to make it sound like they're talking to your spirit. But I see right through that. That's such a thin line to me. It's, but to others, it's wonderful. That's why those YouTube channels explode with tens of thousands of views and tens of thousands of subscribers. When a little channel like me, who's been around for two or three years, however long it's been, has 600 people. And I can barely get 30 or 40 views. I mean, 40 is a big number to me. Normally, a lot of times, it takes days and days and days just to get to 40. A lot of times it's 10 or 15 people, you know? Because they don't want to hear it. They want something that tickles their ear. They listen to me for five or 10 minutes. Oh, that guy, I don't want to listen to him. I don't want to listen to him. It's like one guy put on my channel. Oh, you're not preaching. You're just talking to a camera. What are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha.
That's why you have to know you're called to do what you're doing. I'm called to do exactly what I'm doing right now. I'm not doing it on my own flesh. I'm not. I'm doing exactly what the Holy Ghost has asked me to do. That's why I've got the banner right now. He even told me when I did the scripture shorts, hold the banner when you do the scripture short. Yes, sir. I follow the Holy Ghost lockstep, right in step. Do I mess up? Yeah, obviously I mess up. I'm in, the, I'm in this flesh-filled body of mine. I'm in this worldly body, this carcass that has sin in it. You know, can't get rid of it yet. You know, I mean, you keep... One day we'll get a new body that doesn't have this junk in it. But our great-great-great-great-granddad decided, hey, I'm going to bring sin in the world, and he destroyed all of mankind. I mean, that's, God knew that. God knew that. That's why God had a plan even before sin came in the world. God had a plan. You think that was a surprise to God? Oh, wow, what happened there? That's how modern-day... I've had Christians, modern-day Christians say, you know, I don't think uh, I don't think you should ask so many times prayer so much because I've been telling this is what modern day Christians I've heard you said before. Uh, we shouldn't pray so much because God already has a lot of people and He's a pretty busy guy. Do you get what I? That's what I've heard from modern day Christians. You shouldn't pray so much because you know God has a lot of people and He's got to do a lot of things and He doesn't have time for you and your your prayers. People believe it. Isn't that? They believe it, and guess what? Most Christians don't pray. Nope. They don't pray. Unless it's some kind of a corporate event or a church wide commandment, a uh, church wide thing, or, you know, or somebody asks them to pray, but they just don't on their own pray. How many times in this video have I prayed? I've already prayed twice. Three, two, at least two times that I'm aware of. And I'll pray one more time. How many people pray in their sermons? Nobody. I listened to the lady today. Not one time in any of her videos she prayed. People don't pray. Modern day Christians do not pray. The way Jesus taught. They may say, I, we pray, John. We pray. Yeah, I know. That's why people are following you, because it sounds like you're praying. Anyway, I'm hot on that. That's what I started this morning with. I'm still hot on that. All right, so let's go back in here. And then Paul answered, what mean ye, ye? All of you, every one of you. He's talking to every one of them, not just one person, not even to Agabus. Ye. Oh, this wind, sorry. Trying to get this. Let me do this here. I gotta keep the banner over the camera, otherwise it will shut off unless it hasn't already shut off already. If it has shut off, I'm not gonna redo it like I did yesterday. <clears throat> All right, so. Uh, uh, what mean ye to weep, weep, to cry, and to break mine heart? Oh man, they must have really been wailing on him. For I am ready not to be bound only. I'm not ready just to be bound only. How about that? Can you say that as a believer? Oh yeah, I could say that. I've heard Christians say, oh yeah, I'm willing to die for Christ. But you won't come out here. Oh no, I can't come out there. Can't get in trouble. You won't put yourself in harm's way. Oh, no, I can't do that. But I'll die for Christ. Yeah, right, right, right. Sure. You, you keep, keep believing that lie. When we mean to weep and to break my heart, for I am ready not to be bound only, but also to die at Jerusalem. Paul was ready to die, ready to lay his life down, because he's been talking about, I die daily. I die daily. He's been practicing. <laughs> Pre-playing, practicing. I practice. 
What would happen if somebody did this or that to me? What would I do? How would that happen? Lord, what do you want me to do there? How about over here? It's not gonna be a surprise to me. Is this a surprise to Paul? Not a surprise to Paul. Nope, sorry. For I'm ready not to be bound only, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. For the name of the Lord Jesus. That's why Jesus Christ will never be taken off my banner. It'll always have Jesus Christ at the top of my banner. I lift up the name of Jesus Christ, the name that so many modern-day Christians are ashamed of. They won't say Jesus, just like on this morning. It's all God, 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 but he'll never mention the name of Jesus. And the very last word of this very long dissertation, they, the very last word after, before the period and the end, the period was Christ. But all the way through, it's just God, 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 God. Never mention the name of Jesus. And right at the very end, the last word was Christ. I go, oh, wow. He gave him last billing at the bottom of everything. Not the top, at the very bottom. That's modern-day Christians. They demote God so far down that they put God on the same level of Satan. That's what modern-day Christians do. They demote Jesus Christ even with Satan. That's why Satan today now is known as the Lord. When you say the Lord, oh, if you just say the Lord, in modern day world, they think you're talking about Satan. That's why I want people to stop saying he, him, and his. And never mention the name of Jesus because in today's world, that means Satan. Satan's not in the closet anymore. Satan's not under the bridge anymore. Satan's in every walk of life now, everywhere, all over the world. It's getting worse and worse and worse. It's not getting better. It's going to be so bad that he's going to say, I'm going to give peace to the whole world. And everybody bows down to him and worships the image of the beast. And the name of the beast takes his mark. All mimicked to Jesus. Like we have our seal on us, our mark. Remember the Holy Ghost? Satan has his mark too. Oh, John, that's not going to happen. I know Jesus. Jesus loves me. I sing that of Jesus loves me, yes I know, for the Bible tells me so. Yeah, but you just keep singing that little ditty. I'm kidding you. Deception, Satan knows exactly, precisely how to get to you. You know, I'm kidding you. See, that's why people don't want to listen to me. Because I reveal the enemy. I talk about the enemy. They want to talk about joy and happiness and how to have a fun life and la-di-da-da. -da. That's the modern-day Christian. La-di-da-da. -da. Well, la-di-da-da -da is not going to get you. That's why they sing in some songs. I was in the church I was in for 27 years. One song had the sins on the top and about three choruses of la-di-da-da, ha-ya-da-da. It was just la-di-da-da. And I'm going, how can that be a worship song? La-di-da-da. L-A-D-A-D, -A -D. it wasn't tongues, it was some, just a ditty, just a little stupid little phrase. And they would, and everybody would dance around. I mean, I would too, until I got smart, until I opened my eyes. Actually, what happened is I got into the King James. When I got into King James, boy, I tell you, my whole world began to change. Yeah, my whole world began to change. Not overnight, took a long time, years. Because I've been reading, I've been in this since 2014. I've been, this is not, I haven't been in the King James all my life. I wish I was. But I wasn't. Because I was in the camp like everybody else. Oh, that's a legalist Bible. You don't want to read that. They're legalists. Fundamentalist legalists. 
That's why I preach differently, too. I, let me say, I talk differently. That's what I said. He's not preaching, he's talking. Do a camera. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I deleted that comment. I, I, I was praying about, what should I do with that, Lord? What should I, I pray everybody's comment on YouTube. That's why you don't see your comment for a while. A lot of times, I've had 20 or 30 comments, and I just wasn't, I didn't feel led by the move, I didn't move, I wasn't moved by the Lord to, to answer him, because I'm praying over everybody, because once I answer the comment, it kind of leaves my prayer time. So that's why you should comment on all my videos, because when you comment, I pray. I pray and pray and pray until I have a word from the Lord or something to say. I just don't say, oh, thank you, thank you, have a good day. I don't do that. I'm not that camp. A lot of people are in that camp. Oh, have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you. I intercede for you. That's why I think comments, I use that comment section as a form of ministry. A lot of ministers turn the comment section off. They don't want to be bothered. Well, I'm still a small channel. These guys are big channels, and they maybe have hundreds and hundreds and thousands of comments. I'm not there, so I, can, I have the opportunity to answer a dozen comments or two dozen or whatever it is. Right? That's why you should comment on all the videos. You know? Because I'll pray over it. I won't answer it right away unless the Lord shows me to. But that's why sometimes they'll sit there for a day or two. Some of them are two days old. You know, some are 10 hours old or 14 hours and 20 hours. And, you know, that's how YouTube tells me how long, how old the, those things, those are. But I'm praying for you. I'm seeking the Lord on your behalf. Think about that. There's a street preacher who is seeking the Lord on my behalf. Wow, that's pretty interesting. That's not, that's not normal. I don't know of any other street preacher who does that, and me personally speaking. I mean, they may, I don't know that. I mean, there's, you know, there's a lot of street preachers all over the world. Some I follow, some I love, and some I listen to because they speak wisdom, such as the people I talked about earlier. Anyways, let's do this, finish up here. Kind of fighting the wind here a little bit. All right. <clears throat> but also die at Jerusalem at the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 14. And when, he, and when he would not be persuaded. So that tells you right now, when he would not be persuaded, Paul was being pressured by his physical emotions. That's what Satan was doing. Trying to get him not to go to Jerusalem. To, to, to disobey the will of God for his life. But Paul's not a weak man. He's a mature Christian. He's a mature soldier of the Christ, of Christ, of the Christ, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. I want to clarify that because that name has been stolen. All right, and uh, since we could not persuade him, <laughs> I mean, they worked, we tried, we tried. Uh, we ceased trying to persuade him. And then we just said, the will of the Lord be done. All right, well, the will of the Lord be done. The will of the Lord be done. So that's where you have to turn to. The will of the Lord will be done. With or without you. God bless you, man. With or without you. You wanna be a part of God's will or not a part of God's will? All of us are a part of the will, but I'm referring to doing what God has called, willed you to do, called you to do. Do you want to be a part of that or not? These people here, they had to give up because the Holy Spirit said, hey, Paul's going to Jerusalem. They're going to be bound. Now, what you're doing is not of me. 
So you need to repent of that and do what I'm telling Paul to do because Paul is an example, the Apostle Paul. So wake up. He knows what he's doing. He's following me, the Holy Ghost says. All right? So you have to know the will of God in your life. You have to know the calling of God in your life. You have to know how to walk in the Lord. You have to know how to walk in faith, walk in truth, walk in faith, not by sight, not by flesh, and not by the world. Right? You take your counsel from the Word of God, not from some man, not from me, for sure not from me. I'm telling you, I'm honestly speaking, don't take your direction from me. All I'm doing is highlighting the Word of God so you get in the Bible and you talk to God. Don't talk to me, talk to God. Right? Talk to God. Let's talk now. <laughs> Let's talk now. Call it prayer. <laughs> so, Lord, we're going to talk to you. <laughs> Lord, we just love you so much. And we send you send us all over the world doing all kinds of crazy things, weird things, peculiar things. Maybe that's why we're called peculiar people. But uh, we know what we're doing, Lord, because you've called us to and you've showed us and given us signs following our ministry. Even though whatever ministry we're doing, it could be just sending out letters. And it's such a blessing because people send out letters, they pray over those letters, and they send it out. What a great ministry that is. Lord, people placing gospel tracts, people helping in soup kitchens and, and uh, clothing stores and, and uh, all kinds of places. You have your people everywhere, all over the world, every strata of life, from the richest of the rich to the poorest of the poor. We're all over the place, all ministering to the people you draw near to us. We thank you, Lord, that we are called the house of prayer. We pray all the time. We're ministers of prayer. We're ministers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Lord. We dedicate this sermon, uh, the will of the Lord be done, to our Father in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Put this down. God's good. I hope he's going to be good to you today. I hope he's not going to discipline you. I hope he's not going to do something that uh, you regret. I hope you don't turn your back on the Lord. I hope you do exactly what God has called you to do. And I hope you step out of that boat, that comfort zone of yours, and reach into the lives of other people and touch them for heaven. Love you, man. Take care. Bye-bye.